An often overlooked benefit of living here in Ulsan is the diversity of the foreign community. The ability to interact with people from all over the world gives us the opportunity to learn new cultures. And an often overlooked benefit of living here in Ulsan is the diversity of the foreign community. The ability to interact with people from all over the world gives us the opportunity to learn new cultures and view life through a different lens. I don't want to lambaste you with the fundamentals of the international baccalaureate curriculum, but in a world that continues to grow into a global society, those who are inquirers, those who are knowledgeable across disciplines and societies, those who can communicate well, and those who are open-minded and reflective will harvest deeper pleasure from their everyday experiences. Everyone who is a part of the diverse community here helps one another further develop the attributes mentioned above. These symbiotic relationships are not just important, but necessary. In this episode, fellow expat dad and engineer Nikhil Jori joined us to discuss life, raising kids in Korea, food, and his homeland of India. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. When I came to Ulsan in 2010, I divided the city via map. Like, this landmark, okay, I have to go there. Uh-huh. Because that time I was not so test, much test. used to with navigation. Yeah. <laughs> and I still follow that. How, so what's the landmark for here? For Shinbok? Here? Shinbok? Yeah, Shinbok Road. <laughs> yeah, but nowadays I have a navigation, full-fledged navigation. In 2010, the navigation only we had in the box. Right. Yeah. So what I used to do, I made on a paper the road number and the nearby places. So at least I don't get lost. Yeah. And now I know Korean also. I can read and I can But I, I used to get lost and that's how I found my way. Yeah. Get lost once, you know where you are. Yeah. I was... I was in India for about six months, mm. all around the whole country. And that, mm. that's how I found my way, was just keep getting lost. And then you keep remembering. Mm. You, you won't forget it again if you get lost the first time. Mm. I find now, like my wife, mm. if I ask her, and she's like, how do you know that? How do you remember that? How don't you remember it? I don't remember. Because I just type it in my navigation every time. You don't have to think anymore. Just type in the navigation. It mm. tells you everything. Type in the navigation. You want water or something? No. I got water here. Um... <clears throat> All right, welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life here in the podcast studio. We have Nikhil Jodi. Welcome. Uh, I want to continue the conversation that we started just outside a few minutes ago about raising your children and, and the, the responsibility of the parent. Um, a few episodes ago, maybe five or six, we had um, a Filipina lady in here. And she was talking about how important it is for she felt that her parents did so much for her as a young girl raising her that now she feels she has to reciprocate that um, that love or generosity she felt from her parents in their older age what responsibility do you feel as um, as an indian dad to uh, to raising your raising your child because we see here in korea that it's not just raising a child it's raising a child and an adolescent and a young adult and spoon feeding them until they're 30 not every case but for the most part, they really, really coddle their uh, their children until an older age, until they're fully ready to go. And as as he mentioned, I don't I don't think it's I, I don't think it's a, a, a Korean issue. I think it's an Asian mentality, and, and I kind of envy lots of that. That take care of your family, stay together as a unit. In America, Canada, it's eighteen, buzz off, and see you later. But now, I, as I understand, the trend is kind of coming back to this way, where Kids are out at 25 and, you know, can't make a decent wage. 
don't have money and come back home. What's it like? Or what What do you think? What's your take on it? Yeah, first of all, thank you for inviting me here. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. So basically, my I have a different take because my daughter is five years old now. She's almost five years old. Yeah. We believe that uh, the education is a, a subject that starts from home, firstly. Of yeah. course, we give her basic training about the words and uh, about the language and the behavior and many things. But overall, in Korea, like we the, the biggest problem or the challenge that we face is the community because you know like if you send to a korean korean school we don't know korean mm. so you know when you meet uh, their parents they feel some kind of hesitation to talking to a foreigner mm. and sending their child playing with a uh, my my daughter however after some time although the children gel but overall you know as the time passes so you feel difficulty mm. so either you learn korean and you gel with them or you know, <laughs> or, or there is no other way out. Yeah, so, so <laughs> this is so now. You know, my daughter is now. She has started going to an English uh, English school now. Mm. So what I what I felt it now that she connect more because we speak English in our home and you know what our parents has taught us when we were young. They you know like okay, I'm give you example. Like when I was young, when I used to go to school. So my mother, she used to give me 10 English words every day before I catch my bus. Okay. And I have to learn that 10 English words and tell her the meaning. So next day she repeat for one week, one week, 50 words. Then next week, again, 50 words. So I think that's a very good habit. I also want to tell my daughter when she become in that age and gradually, you know, when she grow up. Of course, my native language is Hindi. We speak in our own language. When, when you grew up, did you speak Hindi in the house? Yes, yes. Hindi, Hindi plus English. Yeah, okay, okay. Because, you know, in my country, like, if you want to go into administrative service or in any government service or even for the job, mm. so English is the most preferable language. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so this is the one thing I would like to raise and especially what I felt it that... Uh, my daughter, when even the Korean kids are very nice, they are they always want to play with my daughter. And all fortunately, the community that I met in my apartment, my recent apartment where I live, people are very nice and very you know very uh, gentle. But what we face that after we leave the park, then nobody is there. Mm. And what you're going to do? Like yeah. if you want to have a gathering or some weekend party or you know as a community. I can say like uh, you know the interactions mm. that I felt is not here. It's it's lacking. Yeah, definitely. it is lacking. So so I think if you if if Korea wants to become a you know a global I can say like a global community or something, mm. so they need to. That's the hope. Yeah, that, that's the hope, and I think a lot of yeah. people have those feelings inside, but it's yeah. a, it takes time. It's taken a lot of strides. You, you still got to remember where they came from 50, mm. 60 years ago. Yeah. A lot different place than many other countries. Mm. Um, I think it was only the the early 80s when North Korea's economy was still bigger than South Korea's. So they've come a long way really quickly. But back to his question, do you feel any responsibility to take care of your parents? Uh, would, you, feel, would you expect your daughter to have any connection no. to you guys later on in life? Or Actually, for yeah, that's why, okay, I come back to the same question. What, what, what is the difference is, because at the time of my parents and when I was growing up, my father's liability was huge. Because that time, India was still a developing country. And the expenses were high, and my father' family was huge. Mm. Even myself also. We were we are total three children, and mm. uh, you know, total three children. The, he has to make his own home. He has to pay expenses. The interest rate was nineteen percent that time when mm. we made our house. Yeah, you can imagine nineteen percent per like in India, the money is one lakh. Mm. One lakh is like say hundred thousand Korean won. Mm. You have to pay eighteen percent interest. That's, this is example. That's insane. But in my so that's why he has a huge responsibility, and he expected what is Indian mentality that once you 
grow up as a as a boy or as an Asian mentality, you have to take care of your parents and you have to look after. Mm. But nowadays, what is happening? The liabilities are shrinking. Mm. Like you know, you don't need to make your own home because you don't know where you're gonna live. Mm. I am almost forty. I have never made my home till now mm. because I don't know where I'm gonna live. Yeah. Why? Why I want to invest my money where I will not live there? Yeah. So and regarding my taking my father's responsibility. I have a different opinion because I believe like once you are grown up and you are educated, you have a right to choose your life where you want to live yeah. or where you want to work. If I go back in my own country, I can go back. I can go. To, I can get a job. I can take care. But I, if I am not happy, I cannot make everyone happy. Mm. I can make. I, I can support with the finances. Every year I can go there. I can meet them or I can call them. But uh, for me, it's very difficult to you know to get settled down there. I share the same sentiment, man. Yeah. That's uh, so, but it's a lot different now with the internet and the technology that allows you to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, WhatsApp, video I call. I know the, the the feeling of the touch. I feel that I, I I fully believe and I fully trust that when you are with a person physically, you can touch, you can make him calm, or you can take him anywhere. I I, I do miss it, but you know, I'm forced to do this. Like I cannot, I cannot do that. I cannot go back. The when so, I was in West Africa. Yeah. The, my my village had a call center, so nobody had a phone yet, hmm. that, and that was only 2000, 2003. I guess mm -hmm. that's a little while ago, <laughs> mm. but nobody had a phone, oh, and and yes. only only like a, a business, or, but a business was like you know a, a place this big that was mm. selling rice or something. So they had a call center. So if you wanted to make a call to a different city, mm. you would have to mm. go to the call center and phone. They had one phone. So I remember when my parents would call. Mm -hmm. And the little boys would come running down the street. Mm. Madingo, yeah. Madingo, phone call. You have yeah. a phone call. And my parents would wait five minutes for the kids of the village to come and find me and bring me back to the call center to get my parents. And sometimes the next person would be waiting yeah. and they'd say, hey, hey, come on, you're taking too long. I got to make a call. And there was mm. only one and they got a call to Accra or to Takarati. Mm. And I want to talk to my parents for an hour. Mm. And I mean, it, was never, it wasn't always easy like this. Mm. I mean, and that... I in those times I was longing for you know WeChat or or whatever Skype or because that yeah, stuff didn't exist, man. But you appreciate the, the that conversation is more fruitful than if you did have access to it every day. Yes and, and no. You're sitting on the phone. And there's like <laughs> four Ghanaians pacing yeah. back and forth. The crazy old Bruni, hurry up, come on, Buffalo, get out of there. And I'm like, guys, do you understand? I only talk to my parents once a month, maybe. <laughs> They, they just, I gotta make a call to Seoul or to to Accra. But it's Anyways. the same as visiting home too. I think if you live at, even in the same town as your as your parents, whatever you stop in every now and then. But when you're home, or when we're home for vacation for two weeks, that, that's really quality over quantity. Quality, yeah, yeah. memorable. You say I, I remember some of the times maybe in university years mm -hmm. when I got four brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. and it seems like we were all all almost in university at the same time. Four of us, anyways, and we would all take four different cars to school. Four different cars because we all had different part-time jobs. We all kind of lived our own lives separately, but, but together. But yeah, we would all take different cars in the morning, go to school. We all had different school hours at university, go to your part-time jobs after. But that was it. It was kind of just like go and come, go and come. It was almost like my dad always said, this isn't a hotel. You can't just come. You can't just come and eat and leave. You have to actually like talk to people and exist and be a family. Um, but that's what it was like. It was we took it for granted, and now you know when I go home, I I really do miss my mom. Yeah. I, I don't just morning, morning, morning. See you later. Hey guys. Hey guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. That was it. It was so not meaningless, but yeah. After some time, no substance. Like, yeah. For Korean parents, I think a lot of 
their dream is that their child grows up to uh, to be a doctor or a lawyer yes, or one of those yes. things. What about for an Indian dad? What's the what's a dream for your daughter? Is it is there actually a... it is a more or less uh, you can say similar. See, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I will not lie. Okay, okay. You know, like uh, for last year, I was thinking that I will make my daughter a doctor. Mm. So because uh, I felt that uh, she would be a good doctor, but mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> she she's yeah. watched she's watched seasons one through five of Doctor McStuffins. <laughs> she liked doctor stories. I used to tell her the bedtime stories that she's a doctor and she's treating elephant, giraffe, and every every day, every night, she wanted to be a doctor. Well, so so was that? Did you get that from Jack Ma as well? <laughs> tell, you, tell, tell your daughter doctor stories at night and she'll be a doctor. Because what I felt that for continuously six months, she wanted me to tell the same story. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I felt that uh, she would be a good doctor, but later <laughs> on, and um, but I feel now that uh, it's up to her. What 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 I believe that the parents can advise, they can guide them, yeah. and they should tell the correct path what mm. they want to take in the life. Yeah. Like after like a high school or before high school, they can explain that which field is better for you as per your interest. What are the positive, negative? I will tell you my story. When I was about to enter into engineering college, my uncle, he he is executive director. He retired. He was in Thailand. He told me that you always make a chart, a positive, negative, make plus points, negative points. You think wisely before taking any decision. Yeah. Whatever is the net result, then you go with your net result and you should not regret it because that's your decision. Yeah. I can only tell you that you should go to chemical because you know what, what I felt personally, like I took a chemical engineer because I don't know. My father is a lawyer. Mm. I always wanted to become a lawyer. <laughs> because, because at my home I felt lawyer has some power yeah. people come they salute you and they you know they treat you with respect everywhere they give like in example like if someone is coming in a car he gives you a front seat always he sit uh, in the back side yeah. when you go in a marriage function anywhere yeah. you always are treated with utmost respect yeah. and I was used to with that kind of respect <laughs> you know and my, I, I go with my father and I felt okay I you know I said okay okay oh yes uncle oh yes fine but when I go like an engineer, engineer is like, okay, you're a normal guy. Back Come seat. here. Backseat. Backseat. <laughs> <go. laughs> <laughs> you get the backseat. <laughs> you get the backseat. You, you don't have so much social connection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't know you actually. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Bridge so. <laughs> oh, <wow>. has a problem. <laughs> so, so you came back to Korea. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Two rides in the backseat. That's it. Yeah. I can't stay here. I, I, yeah, I can't stay here anymore. And uh, Korea, of course, uh, because I, I'm, in fact, for Korea, I like Korea too much. And 2010s, I've been here. Yeah. Food, culture, weather, especially. When I came here, I belonged to a hot place. My Delhi side, the temperature is 47, 48, 46. <laughs> so when I came to Korea, it was like a heaven for me. And, um, you know, I felt the weather is very nice. People are good. Food, I have no problem eating yeah. Korean food open to global cuisine so uh, fantastic do you 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 say i mean i i spent some time in india mm -hmm. and and it is very hot yeah but is this heaven i mean if you're up in seoul i mean it's minus yeah. 10 minus 15 that's that's cold for for, for you me, guys for, no it's okay for me no yeah because i used to roam around in a t-shirt and only in jacket i went to daegu and when i was uh, before marriage i used to go every weekend out mm. so trying checking out new places but yeah. are, are you an anomaly or is that is that normal for most Indians. It's not normal. It's only for me. Because, because in India, <laughs> in, in January, I used to switch on my aircon in my car. I feel hot. Yeah, so yeah. My, 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 my blood is hot. Yeah, yeah. I can say that. that. Uh, so that's you why might be I, part Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, my wife, we got the windows open and, you know, even these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel suffocated. suffocated. I, even, I, you can't even believe that uh, we stopped our fan two weeks back only. 
<laughs> in yeah. our in our bedroom, we, yeah. we we switch on the fan. Even all three, mm-hmm. my daughter yeah. also. She also feels too hot. Mm. So yeah. so it means that um, it feels fresh. Yeah, I, I it, don't, yeah. That hot, it feels like it saps all my energy. It, mm. it, it especially the summers here when it's humid and, and in India. Yeah, it, it, it drains all when it's nice and crisp, and I feel yeah. so so much more alive and awake. You've worked in India, Bangladesh, and Kuwait. Yeah. What are some hidden benefits to working in Ulsan uh, for engineers that you wouldn't get? working in other uh, in the other places first of all i can say the weekends the weekends yeah. the weekends because okay. nobody disturbs you on the weekend oh okay yeah because uh, in india and uh, kuwait firstly in kuwait you have a six day working mm. in india and korea we have five day mm. so you get one more extra day yeah, yeah. and plus in india like uh, on the weekend sometime your boss calls you many time and he wants to have some information every time you that doesn't call. happen here no no, that does, doesn't happen here to expect. I don't know much about Korean. Mm. But I believe that my boss, normally, after 5 o'clock, that it's your life. Really? You, 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 can, you, you can go. I think you're the only guy in all of Korea that yeah. has that life. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, most of, the, most of the, my colleagues also, like, they leave 5, 5, 30. Nowadays, yeah, yeah. for two years, even they don't call you. I, know, I hardly got a call on weekend in almost all my work here until now. Hmm. Except a few times when I had a carryover work package and I used to work on weekend. That was only occasional. Like four times in ten years, nothing. That's that's awesome, and that's how it should yeah, be. Yeah, and you can. But, yeah, okay. I think in most industries, this day mm. and age, with mm-hmm. the hand phone, mm. people don't even expect you to answer their email tomorrow. They expect you to answer it tonight. Correct. And they expect you to check your email before you go to bed or your messages. And I think that's so many different fields now where mm-hmm. you're expected to be available twenty four hours a day. And didn't some companies recently? I don't know if it was at home. That depends on the industry because my industry. It, you know, it, it makes you work on the desktop. Right. I, because we have a fixed timings and our offices are interlinked. So it's not necessary that you have to respond immediately. Mm, right. But some of the, like, especially the IT industry or the, let's say the banking or right, yeah. some, uh, you know, other other industry segment where you also you get pay more. Yeah. So you have to be 24 hours 7 readily available. We were talking about the benefits and, and uh, okay, drawbacks. The, the, oh, the, sorry, sorry, no, earlier while we were eating, we were talking yeah. about the benefits and drawbacks of working. So benefits is like, uh, if I talk about benefits in Korea, that you have a comfortable family yeah, life, yeah. you can enjoy the weekends, mm. and the office pressure is manageable, you can mm. you, you, you can do, uh, I mean, the colleagues are supportive here. Mm. And uh, overall, uh, but when you go in India and uh, Bangla, in, in Kuwait and Bangladesh, mm. Kuwait's the weather is very tough, for example. Mm. The working the working is very tough there. Mm. You have to manage a lot of subcontractors at site and you have a lot of stress there. You know, sometimes the things are not as per your way of working because the things are, you know, connected between the site and you won't get a proper answer for three weeks. Like you, you know, your site contractor is shouting at you or you are shouting at somebody, but things are holed up at the higher higher level or some warehouse material is not there. Mm. Every, every time you are running around in the desert, Mm. Sometimes you face some medical problems there. Yeah. So this is uh, some of the drawback of Kuwait. But of course, you get more money. When yeah. you compare with the money, the Kuwait will f- will will give you more money. Mm. So you can plan your vacations. Because or, of the... big, yeah, big almost <laughs> like to 15-20% money what you get in Korea. Yeah. So that you can get, of course. But one then, thing one yeah. thing Korea is good at is Bali Bali. The, the, the procurement and, and these phases yeah. of the projects are yeah. so fast. So fast, yes. And I remember when I was working at SK and mm-hmm. they. Mm-hmm. They showed me how all of their hmm. their three or four phases all overlap. Yeah. They start their procurement, and at mm-hmm. the same time, they're starting the next phase and the next phase. Where okay. in Canada, it's like 
you start the procurement today and you you go until it's done and then when that's done you decide to start the next phase and then you start but in korea they're all overlapped so they're doing all of them at the same time but that has a that has a disadvantage as well it's the uh-huh. biggest biggest one is that you you bring a lot of disputes the dispute in the sense because you are ordering the material when the engineering and your i mean your back end work is not completed isn't finished yet. Yeah, yeah yeah so you have a lot of risk yeah. Yeah. so sometime you know what happens that uh, you know the orders get uh, stuck up or the the vendors that you chosen in haste may become you know bankrupt or you have problems in the delivery of material many mm-hmm. time it happens like sometime like the steel for example steel cutting or steel material you yeah. ordered so you won't get of time you keep on arguing with them then we have a dispute but, but that's that's not too bad because to make the bridge they made here it was in degio that would take 10 years in canada of course no of no joke of course they did it here in 2 years or less than 2 years yes and that's Execu- an incredible in execution I mean. koreans are the best <laughs> if you see the, if you see like uh, i have seen north koreans no no <laughs> had <laughs> Korean Korean of course in fact I, I I worked with a North Korean in my previous office in Busan mm. so she was a girl and I think she was a survivor she somehow crossed to North Korea, South Korea yeah. and uh, she was working but she was very silent actually so she didn't sure. talk she, lots, she, she, lots she, of trauma right? yeah, yeah could be she she didn't talk much and people also don't interact much with her so I would have so many questions for her but that's part, but, do you want to be that do you want like Yeah, I guess so. Eh? Not in not in this office, my previous office in yeah, Busan. Yeah. She I think 2014, for 15, yeah, for 3 4 months. I'm I wonder night. what the mentality of her is. Like just leave me alone, just let me live my life or if she's just mm. kind of silently reflecting. Well, it's either do it all like there's one or two of the ladies that do and they're on all the interviews, all the shows, mm-hmm. they answer mm-hmm. all the questions, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's a fun life to go around just mm-hmm. answering a million qu- the same questions over and just write your book get it out there and say read my book read yeah, my book it would be pretty ignorant eh? you're eating lunch tell me about north korea <laughs> yeah <laughs> can i just it's, eat my lunch it's tuesday yeah, yeah. it's crazy <laughs> did you ever see him dude there's <laughs> kim jong un yeah it'd uh, be pretty annoying mm-hmm. you uh we were talking about the benefits there oh sorry, yeah, 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 yeah do you realize that i mean in my opinion do you mm-hmm. realize that you're probably very fortunate in that situation like the korean guys mm-hmm. don't i i mean I've also been here a little while and I don't know any Korean that has that situation where their bosses aren't bugging them outside of working hours where they get to go home at 4 or 5 or 6 o'clock. In Korea it seems like your whole life is tied to your job. And sorry, that's one thing that I was trying to bring up earlier about Canada and we said how it's it's your your friends have had mm. very difficult times yes, living there. Yeah. But I think when work is done in Canada, mm. it's done. It's done. You know what I mean like you're going home, your mm. mind's not you're not thinking mm. about anything. until you go back in the next morning. Do you, um, do you I think, I think it it's done, but I think it's still connected. I think we've been away too long, dude. I, I think it's you're still connected with the phone. You're so uh, you get a message from your boss, you oh, didn't see it. <laughs> but it already clicked it off that you did see it. So you better answer him. <laughs> I'm just barbecuing on my fourth beer. Yeah. Oh shit, I shouldn't have looked at that one. Oops. It's Saturday afternoon. Now you got to answer. I think I think you're wrong on that one. Maybe not. But when I, I was home, it seems everyone's still connected. Not in the sense that Korea is. Mm. You're hey, this you can say this is my time, get lost mm. or whatever or I think you'd have more power at home to avoid it than right. than you do here. More independence. Yeah. I think I would like to answer this question in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh for this for this specific question, sometimes you have to be proactive. What the what I mean about proactive that <laughs> Leave me alone. No, no, no. It's not about leave me <laughs> alone. Before I sign this contract, I turn my phone off at five o'clock this every is, Friday. This <laughs> is about the discipline you are working to. Like as a project, because project is a continuously changing environment mm. so if you think yourself like uh, you are working in a manufacturing sector like i give you example like in the automobile sector 
what we make of we make an engine we make a door we, for each specific section we have a windshield and the lights people are there and they are doing only their specific job mm. they don't care whether the door is manufactured correctly or not mm. their job is to fit the lights mm. but in a project <laughs> but in a project you cannot say like this in yeah. project procurement engineering project coordination site work you you have so much uh, you know continuously changing environment yeah, yeah. you have to go through all emails so if you think that your work is only engineering or only procurement so then you are wrong you have to be properly connected with everybody it's like a network so what i like, i'm suddenly aware of how yeah. insignificant my job is <laughs> no, no, no. every job is important and everyone is doing their job at its best so <laughs> Basically what I felt it that uh, you know I sometimes I act proactively be- mm. because I expect that this question will come up mm. so before I leave my desk either I leave a note that this work is to be done tomorrow okay. or what is the status so like in like point wise mm. point wise I inform my seniors that this is the current status yeah. and I will do next week or tomorrow whatever that's why I was lucky or you can say fortunate yeah. so this is way of your working how you take your work yeah if you love your work you enjoy your work then everything is fine So in your in your experience of mm. the other countries and even you said you've you were in Seoul and you were in a few yeah, different places yeah. where would where would you rank Ulsan in the list of of places and and Korea is is it a number reputable one. place to work is it yes, number good, one number I one? one number one because you don't have to stuck in traffic mm. i feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you don't have to stuck in traffic it's a biggest biggest benefit i in, i fully in, agree in, with you in Seoul i used to wake up at 5:30 5:40 because i have to catch the subway at 6:30 6:30 6:40 and then i reach 7:40 office it was so terrible for me because i'm i'm a late riser i don't like waking like 5:30 mm. i don't i can't understand how people don't factor that into their yeah. even at home commuting yeah. from uh, even coming back like you were coming back at 8:00 in the mm-hmm. night and then you were totally tired you can't even go to gym or enjoy anything mm-hmm. in ulsan you have a lot of opportunity within 10 minutes you are back at home it's your, it's your life and, yeah. and your ulsan, life energy, ulsan yeah. spoils you and i think a lot of people yeah. don't realize yeah. they go to seoul for a weekend or they go for a couple of days or to busan mm-hmm. but i remember going to a couple of baseball games and we would sit in traffic for like we would get all the way to busan in yeah. 35 minutes. Yes. But the last 5 kilometers by the stadium it would take an hour. <laughs> it didn't take that. Exactly. Go, exactly. Well, we might as well be walking. This is yeah, crazy. But I think people take it for granted that mm. now like driving to Donggu to play hockey mm. from Okdong mm. I think is oh I got to go all the way to Donggu. Mm. It's 15 minutes. Correct. It's 15 minutes but in Canada we drive an hour to hockey practice. Yeah. It is is normal 30 minutes to an hour you drive because you practice and play all over the city. Yeah. But I think people don't realize how fortunate we are here to have virtually no traffic for 99% of the time. I mean, there's a couple times around mm. 6:30 maybe, around Samsung it gets a little busy, but in 10 years of driving here, I think I've been stuck in traffic in Ulsan maybe once or twice. Yeah, same with me. I agree with you fully. Mm. In Ulsan, I hardly saw any traffic jam. Mm. Except some of the Asan road on Friday because everybody is going back home. Yeah, so yeah. if you can manage the traffic or if you can leave early, let's say just avoid in, Yeah, just avoid. And in, in our schedules too, we're lucky we can And you also, the good thing is in Ulsan, you have everything. You have a bus terminal, you have a KTX. If Airport. you want to go to Daegu, Daegu is within an, you know, one and a half hour. Busan is nearby. If you want to go to KTX, Goje. KTX, Daegu is like yeah, six minutes. Daegu, <laughs> Busan, Goje, Tongyong. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, all these places, Gyeongju especially, you yeah. see these five places, it's like a five pearls around Ulsan. Yeah. Within one and a half hour distance. Yeah. We have a beach here. It's not too much cold, mm. you know. I remember in Seoul even this year in February I went to Seoul for my Spain visa I almost at that a, a, a day before it snowed mm. and I am not used to driving in snow mm. so you know the Spain embassy was at uphill 
straight straight uphill yeah. so when i drive there <laughs> I, this Korea yeah. spray on chains so i didn't yeah. know I, I was so scared <laughs> that if i put on brakes my car will skid down back yeah. to the highway so i was so scared and then somehow you have to get out in your t-shirt <laughs> and freeze <laughs> so i felt so scared that time so you know i feel ulsan is good if you want to enjoy snow you can go for a day mm. it's okay that, that that's what i think like yeah. we have the beaches yeah we're a we're a short bus ride from busan mm. but we mm. don't have any of the congestion any yeah. of the traffic any of the busyness, um, Daegu is close. Everything is. Can you guys yeah. stop talking? Convenient. We're going to get an influx of people from Seoul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can go to casino also in Hyundai, the best yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> but <We're>, <laughs> but that's why I say you said, "Oh, my wife was <laughs> because not she happy wanted to, to come back she, to this shit because hole. she wants to work, and this is a challenge because in right. Seoul she can get a lot of opportunities, Absolutely. especially in other sector. Right in Ulsan, she hardly get an opportunity, and right. that's why she feels sometimes frustrated. But overall, uh, she is happy with the life. So you, you were saying earlier, you met your wife, mm-hmm. uh, not in Ulsan, but you guys moved to India and you, mm-hmm. and you came back here. What's something like uh, when we travel with our wives, there's something that, that kind of bonds you or brings you together, maybe a hardship or something that you've mm-hmm. overcome. What's something in Korea that strengthened the bond between you and your wife? Uh, kimchi. <laughs> cooking, I can say cooking. Cooking, yeah. Cooking, yes. Cool. We because uh, in we both we both are like we love food. We are foodies actually. Mm. We both. So in Korea, especially Ulsan, we won't get too much uh, food as per our taste. Mm. Like even Indian food also. Mm. So what we do, we start making ourselves. Mm. And uh, fortunately, we made the, now we make excellent cooking. Even we are ready for opening a restaurant if we want to. Mm. And really? I, <laughs> yes. So I feel that my taste. Oh, what time's dinner? <laughs> this is just just, just, just a back. joke actually we did not about it but I thought uh, it was invitation no, no, no. Oh, you, you can come over anytime you just let me know you, you can you can come at my house and you can enjoy the food that uh, because we ride from continental to Indian or to spaghetti or Italian oh, nice. so and you know so this is one of the strongest bond that we made uh, that I made with my wife on the cooking part mm. and we make exp- and we enjoy the food so this is a, this is one thing and the second thing is about the photography of landscapes because mm. I love taking photographs especially the landscapes I love so I take my wife around near the beach or Korea is an excellent place for it Absolutely. we have so many spots mostly a free any secluded place you can go there does she take pictures or is she the model right. or mm. she just goes oh my husband wants yeah. to go take pictures the again third one, third one, third <laughs> one. so that's very bond- that's, that's good at bonding <laughs> Ah, <laughs> pictures again. Oh, no. That's funny. So I, I'm curious then. Yeah. Uh, you say the, the cooking kind of maybe brought you together a little bit. Yeah. Traditionally, does the woman do most of the cooking in your country? Yeah, traditionally. Or was your father a big cooker or? My father, yeah. My father is a different person because he used to cook non-veg. Mm. So he still cooks. My mother don't. But normally, overall, 90-95%, the women take the... But you had a role model watching your father cook most of the time or not? I inspired myself. Mm. <laughs> oh, I hope your dad's not listening. <laughs> you got a lawsuit on your hands, sir, when you uh, <laughs> I inspired myself to cook. In your family, was your wife doing most of the cooking until you had come here? My wife, uh, no, she, no. in fact, before marriage. They didn't live here before. Yeah, they, we didn't. Okay, I mean, in the beginning of the marriage, did your wife do most of the cooking? No, I did the cooking. Yeah. Then gradually she show her true colors. That she is she's better. <laughs> she's actually chef. I am a cook. She is a chef. So <laughs> you can imagine the difference. What's so, the what's the hardest ingredients to procure from here? here? Yeah, uh, we, tiki masala. Uh, yeah, yeah. Indian Indian spices is difficult too. Yeah. 
Although we get it in Asian Mart, but it's expensive. So, like for I know, I know a guy who imports in uh, student suitcases at Namaskar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sometimes they, they they do like this. You're right. Never yeah. never had to import once. For me? No, uh, at Namaskar. Uh, uh, just Namaskar. the people going back and yeah. forth. He said he's never he's never bought local. He's always had because local is too expensive. Like three hundred gram, ten thousand won. Yeah, it's yeah. too in, in India. It's fifty rupees. Like one dollar. Yeah. yeah. So you are getting at almost ten to fifteen times the price. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. it's also a different company, right? Yeah, company is also different. That the taste is not safe. Yeah, taste because that's a national brand. So he gets yeah. when they go back and forth to Nepal, mm. they all bring it in their suitcases. And we were joking when yeah. he was on. <laughs> Instead of smuggling cocaine, these guys are <laughs> smuggling masala. Masala. <laughs> Anything to declare? No. <laughs> 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 okay, they haven't good. trained the dogs to sniff for masala yet. The. So anyways, you say photography and your wife. Have you always been interested in photography or just since you've been? I was always interested in photography. I like taking photographs and uh, because I believe that uh, after some time, the photographs are the only moments that you cherished. And when you look back at your life, if you have something as evidence, so then you remember and you can strike a conversation again. This guy takes 500 pictures of his masala dish, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but what about when you're taking a picture every moment of the day and you can't remember the day because you were looking at your camera the whole time? No, no I'm not like that kind of uh, avid crazy uh, okay. man. You mean taking those pictures, not your picture? Yeah, yeah I'm saying like this. That I, I don't... I've seen some of your stuff. It's beautiful. You have some awesome, awesome pictures. I, Thank you for your appreciation. I had uh, our, our buddy, remember Luke? He's a pretty established photographer, and he was always talked about, you know, photography and whatnot. And I watched him, and I've watched Scott Rotzel, his whole career kind of develop mm-hmm. through of, uh, of photography. And I thought about getting into it, but something that held me back was I thought it might ruin the moment of mm-hmm. always trying to capture. Do you do you find that, or do you do you think it enhances the moment? You know what I mean? Like I like to. I don't know, kind of traditionalist. Like I want to keep the moment in my heart, not worried about snapping the picture. Does it ruin it for you knowing that, or do you feel a responsibility or, um, or that you have to capture that moment or you will forget it or. That's a very tricky question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's something tricky. that, and that, yeah. that's what kept me, that's what kept me from getting. That's differentiate between yeah. an amateur and a professional photographer because mm. a professional photographer who knows how to, distinguish or when to click the shutter or when to wait or mm. take the natural uh, you know the scenery or the moment mm. so normally but i am not that kind of person who just click shutter continuously tuck, 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 tuck. Mm. no no not like this i wait patiently for the moment and in fact yeah that's why uh, my wife sometimes she don't like that because i make her pose or wait for a moment <laughs> <laughs> no 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 the the frame is not correct the lighting is not good so i'm that kind of a honey guy. you're part korean now <laughs> <laughs> but though, eventually when she sees the final photographer she trusts me and she says okay good that's good you did a good job do you, do you just take the pictures or do you do editing do you uh, edit them little as well, edit, I, little, I used to do editing i have a video editor at my home sometimes i do but it, um, nowadays i don't do that i don't have time actually i was gonna say lack so, of time or lack of passion lack of time yeah Lack of time, but when I make a video of my daughter, so I collect all the year photo photograph and I edit it in a beautiful way, and I put some songs in between and okay, some, awesome. so you know, the slide changings, and I, it takes a lot of time, like two three days. It takes normally. When my kids were born, I had yeah. dreams of doing this. Now he, turned, I, 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 he turned seven yesterday, and uh, I still haven't done anything. But I, I think those are priceless. <laughs> those are priceless. Yeah. Yes, and absolutely. and we were. My wife just got mm-hmm. a one terabyte or something. Mm-hmm. 
the hard drive just keeps getting bigger and bigger because now I have like 50,000 pictures. Oh, right. You know, you, you don't delete them. You have all the shitty ones mixed in there. Like when you had film, yeah. oh, this one didn't work out. This yeah. one, And you just kept like the good ones. But yeah. And it cost money, so you didn't take as many. And you made sure they were good. You didn't take so many shitty ones. But she's transferring all our pictures and videos from the computer to her hard drive, external hard drive, just to make sure we have another copy. So the last week or so, she's been showing my daughter's videos. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And and one of them, Gina says, "Oh, that's me," and Mom says, "No, that's Lena." <laughs> and Lena says, "Oh, that's Lena." And just no, that's Gina. <laughs> and then like, "Oh, I'm so cute." And I said, "Yeah, you used to listen really that's well." And look, you used to eat all those vegetables. <laughs> and uh, it's really precious for them to be able to look back. Dad used to take some camcorder videos, but I don't, I don't know where you would find them these days. I don't like. I don't know what they ever did with all those things, but. Now it's so nice to have a digital imprint of your life and be able to, for them to look back because I have we have pictures and now I don't even know where they are now. But it's nice to have one touch. Yeah. It's convenient and it's a little bit crazy. I think it's gone overboard. Yeah. But to be able to have that look back, hey, remember Borakai four years ago? Oh, and the kids get so excited. I thought it was it's, it's really awesome to have. Last time I went home, an old neighbor gave me a CD of a of a house party we had in 1990. So would have been five five years old, dude. Yeah. Go home, or it was in the back of my house. All the yeah. neighbors sitting around. I tell a joke. Go yeah. up, grab my dad's beer. Yeah. Just have a sip. Have another sip. Put it down. No one flinches. No one flinches. Just crushing, yeah. crushing a beer. Five. So when you go to someone's <laughs> wedding, if they're if they're thirty five, thirty eight years old, and someone makes that montage mm-hmm. of of pictures mm-hmm. from you know thirty four, thirty five years ago. It's like little, wow. Little we, we grew up in the in the real old days. Holy <laughs> man! Uh, before selfies, before smart cameras and, or smartphones and stuff. So, I, I really like those. I think it's it's really cool to see. And now the kids can do it, you know, on their own. Vintage photos, basically. One yeah. picture of grandpa. <laughs> Now you can have 10 pictures of grandpa. In fact, I don't even remember all those photos when they were taken. As you were saying that sometimes when I go back at my home and I look at the old albums. Albums, yeah. Yeah, so when I go through, I, I can't remember when this photo was taken. Yeah. <laughs> but nowadays the kids remember. You, uh, i give you an example. Uh, yesterday, in fact, like I did last week, you became Santa last year, remember? So my daughter had a photograph with him. He said, oh, Santa, Daddy, we used to go there. Mm. So I said, oh, you remember? She said, yes, I remember. Because that mm-hmm. photo, we made a frame. Photo right. frame, so and that and that's I like I I for my daughters, yeah. I I think we had traveled a little bit when we were young, mm. not not globally, but Canada mm. and, and the states, mm. Mm. and I don't have a big recollection of that stuff. Yeah, and I thought Correct. it's kind of a shame. Like mom says, oh, you went here when you were two. And I was yeah. like, well, how do you remember that? So, I uh, I thought for thanks. Nice. I thought for uh, <laughs> for my daughters, <laughs> I try to go through them maybe every couple months. About, you know, being in the Philippines, being in Thailand, being in uh, all these different places and in Canada and San Francisco and Las Vegas. And they remember because we go through it. I'm like, do, yeah, right, do you remember right. this? Yes, we went to here. and we yeah. had to, Who else was there? Mm. What did we do? How long did we stay? And mm. it's like them storytelling to me, replaying yeah. it. And I hope that they can remember those when they get older, that they don't just lose it because it was once... I think done. the photograph plays a big big role in it because they continuously watch the photographs on TV or mobile. Mm. And my, my, my daughter is adapting and using mobile now. She used YouTube and connect to the podcast. Also, not podcast, sorry, the the Fire Stick, that one. Mm. Google uh, Google Chrome. Yeah. Not Google Chrome, what do you call it? Chromecast. Chromecast, yeah, yes, yeah. Chromecast, sorry. 
she's uh, she's not even five years old, but she knows how to connect her mobile, mm. and even she connects the photographs in mobile to the TV. And she said, "Daddy, we used to go go there." Right? I was very surprised. Is that, is that good or bad? Yeah. Do you worry about the? Development? <laughs> I think I I think it's actually it's not too good because the innocence is lost. I feel yeah. because this at this stage they should be more innocent. But I feel they are very clever now. <laughs> it's it's imp- it's impressive. It's impressive, but uh, I don't. They're gonna learn that anyways, right? I always think back of when you hear about. Uh, Bill Gates and these guys and Jobs and these guys as kids that never had technology until they got yeah. to high school. Yeah, I mean, all these guys catch up. You know, it's it's about developing the brain mm. and stuff. So yeah. I, I try to limit my kids as much as possible. Yeah, same as. They know YouTube exists, mm. but they don't know how to get there yet. Mm. And they know to never lay their hands on my phone. Mm. Mommy's phone, sometimes they can get a hold of it and take some pictures, but mm. they, they don't. The first introduction was they, they take a Korean class and it's mm. uh, it's on an iPad. Teacher comes to our house and they learn how to read and write in Korean. And because we predominantly do English in the house, so their Korean's lacking. Yeah. So this teacher comes once a week for 30 minutes and they have their own tablet. And on the part of the learning is these gamified learning strategies or, or activities. Mm-hmm. So then they start clicking around on that thing and going, whoa, there's lots of stuff on here. Whoa, this is exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm a little bit cautious to let them get too wild on it because mm-hmm. uh, I feel that can wait a little while. I think we need to restrict the kids for this YouTube and all these activity. In fact, we have started in our home for the last three, four months. We don't allow her to use uh, too much frequently because we realize... Shot caller? Yeah. Can I see the YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a limited time frame, not every day. Like only Friday, sure. Saturday, yeah. she can do on Monday to Thursday. Yeah. No, no TV. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's what I think. You need a balanced approach. Yeah. It can't yeah. be just the kid controls or does a free-for-all. Someone had posted online last week, an old teacher of mine, Facebook friends, Facebook has been deleted from my phone. I can't find it. I don't know what to do. I don't know where it went. And the first comment was one of her friends. She said, ask any nearby grandchild and they'll help you. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's yeah. so, so right. In the, and mm. yesterday, grandma said, hey, Gina, come here. How come I can't see my cacao? I can't mm. see my messages on cacao. And I thought, here's grandma, 70, asking my six-year-old daughter to come and help her how to figure out her phone. And I thought... <laughs> Why, but my daughter doesn't know because she doesn't use it. They say, here, yeah. let me see. I'll fix it for you. But mm. it just resonated so much to think uh, how different the generation is where you can mm. dig it, they get so much help from the younger grandkids than in the old days. I don't think that was possible. All your knowledge, all your wisdom came from the elders. Mm. Again, talking about what, what kids are doing these days, you've grown up to, to develop your own your own hobbies and a, and a good career. Mm-hmm. What did you spend your time doing in your early years? Were we you... used to be just playing games and... Uh... Riding in the front seat, getting respect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, in my time, like, uh, it was a life was much more easier and easygoing. Like, uh, after school time, we used to study some and then play. Sim- simpler. Simpler. Life was simpler. much simpler. Slower. The TV, the TV impact was not too much because in my time, the, we had a limited uh, serials uh, telecast on the TV. It, we had a specific time, yeah. like between two to eight. There was no TV. You cannot watch. Two to eight p.m. Yeah, two to eight. Two, when I when I came back from school from two p.m. to seven p.m., you cannot watch any programs. The program start from eight o'clock. Then we had the news and then some channels. So we used to sleep by ten o'clock. No Simpsons at five thirty. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> after 1997, 98, the television boom started in India, and oh, that okay. time I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. So you know, for me, it was much simpler. We used to sleep by 9:30, wake up early. Yeah. It was much easier life, and except one thing that my mother used to told me to you know read books more, mm. especially the administrative like GK to increase your GK knowledge. Mm. So I, I I felt happy because I almost. Uh, Every week I won one prize from my school because they used to ask some questions. Mm. I was the first one to answer because I regularly read books. Beautiful, good for you. Yeah, that's what yes. all the most successful people. Because I remember one 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 thing in 1990, Terminator came. So that time that that movie was I think 80 percent or 90 percent using computer technology. Mm. Somebody asked a question that uh, you know that name of that movie. So I I went down running then I said Terminator 2 mm. Arnold that uh, the actor was Arnold and I said oh yes everybody is clapping for me <laughs> I remember one instance only one instance I remember I used to answer such questions but um, that instance always remain in my mind mm. I don't know why so, I'll yeah. be back test <laughs> Terminator 2 yeah yeah the Terminator. you live in the second most populated country or maybe yeah. it might even be the most popular country mm. now mm-hmm. in the world give us a oh, well, I don't know what I want to ask what is it like do you feel a uh, uh, sense of freedom in Korea like for us coming from Canada which is mm. very sparsely populated Korea to me is still like an anthill and so oh, is Japan yeah. and so is China mm. they're just overrun mm. with people everywhere mm. there's no real freedom and, and space to get out India is a lot smaller mm. than China yeah. much smaller with the same amount of people do you miss anything about that you know always you're always amongst people yeah. Um, do you miss any of that or, or what is it can you compare or contrast a little bit with living here and what, mm. what it's like for you maybe lawyer had a different no. lawyer son had a different experience no 1.2 no, million no. people in the size of Ontario is pretty hard to get away actually uh, in Korea uh, like when we go around we have uh, plenty of time for ourselves actually mm. like uh, anywhere we go we don't find too many people <laughs> so, so sometimes says the man in the middle. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when I go back to my own country, everywhere I see people around. Like, if you, for example, on a red light, like if you don't cross over, so you will feel like a fleet of cars coming in front of you. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it's difficult. But uh, I think it's a, uh, it's kind of a, my country. I feel it's more lively. You feel because I like talking. So when I go around and. Um, Um, how can I explain? Actually, this uh, is a. Uh, actually, I felt this point when I went to some tourist point in India, because you find nowadays that because of our overgrowing population, evergrowing population, we have so many people now at every tourist spots, mm. and all the free, like free spot or let's say on the holidays, everyone is rushing to that specific place. Mm. That's a problem in Korea. We have many places. You can scatter around mm. anywhere. You can go. You will find the same thing, whether it's a mountain or the beach or the landscape. Korea is 95% same. Same food, same landscape, same sidewalk, same sign, everything same. Mm-hmm. But in my country, everything is different. Every 30 40 kilometers, you find a change. The food is changed, the dialect is changed, the landscape changes. That's so, that's what I love yeah, about India. Yeah. And I, so, I compared it when I was yeah. talking about Sarab. I, I compared it to, to Canada. Yeah, yeah. A small Canada. Canada yeah. has the Arctic. Yeah. And we have the the Atlantic coast yeah. for for lots of fishing okay. and, and sea. Uh, we have the prairies. Mm-hmm. We got the big cities. We have the Rockies. Yes, right. it's it's very, very, very diverse. And so you feel like so you feel thrill and you feel experienced and sometimes you feel frustrated also. Yeah. It's not yeah. always you feel happy because sometimes you're stuck in the traffic. Yeah. So, but overall, this is the you know the diversity of India 
that you find did that make you always excited like i as, i came yeah. into calcutta yeah and i mean mm. culture shock supreme yeah. and that's coming from myanmar and and of thailand and vietnam yeah. i i went into calcutta and i was like whoa it's it's an assault on the senses. Yes. You can't even. There's there's so much going on. You can't even breathe. It's like kind of holy yeah, yeah. shit. Am holy I gonna shit. die? Or yeah. there's a billion people moving around me yeah. every second, and the buses yeah. are people on the roof, and yeah. it was just it was just mm. too much for the too senses. Much. And I just had to just sit down and just watch mm. life for like an hour and breathe, and you'll be okay. Yeah. Um, and then I went down south, and it got kind of dusty, and into the plains around Pondicherry, and then mm. Hyderabad, and then. Ahmedabad, yeah. and then down south in Konya, Chene, Chene area. Chene Madras, yeah, yeah. Chene Madras, yeah, a little bit more uh, manufacturing Kuchin. stuff. But yeah. I told I told Sarah there I went into yeah. the train station in Chene yeah. Madras and I was like, did something happen? Yeah. The whole floor was <laughs> yeah. covered in people, yeah. just sleeping and laying on the floor in the middle of the day. And I was like, what? In, in India, you are up to your own, so you have to you know don't rely on anything like uh, that can help you out. Yeah. Firstly, you have to secure yourself. In Korea, like when we leave Korea, so we come out from the mindset that now you are moving into the real world mm. because Korea is extremely safe. Nobody even touch your mobile, even if you leave on the bench. So you are, you, uh-huh. you know, it's extremely safe from every side and people are much we're more getting, We're getting soft yeah. over here. That's, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that's the best part of Korea. Yeah, yeah. You can leave a million dollars on a Nobody will touch your bag. Of course, don't leave it in open. <laughs> you can give in the bag. Nobody will take your bag. Listen, this one. I was... <laughs> The other day, I was uh-huh. having, uh, I was on the phone. Um, I entered my house, and I'm on the first floor, so I can see out. There's like a little patch of grass in front of my house. Mm-hmm. I was on the phone for a solid 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and not focusing, but I, I recognized that there was some garbage in front of my, uh, in front of my window on that patch mm-hmm. of grass. Talking, talking, talking. Finally, I focused on it. And went, dude, it's 50 bucks. Uh-huh. It was Omano. Uh-huh. Ran outside. I picked it up. Uh-huh. Look. There's another one and another one. I found 150 bucks oh. just laying in front of my house. God, we got lucky that day. So, oh, no, no. Oh, Santa must have dropped my present. <laughs> no, no, listen, there's just the, the, the difference in mindset. I want to make a point between hmm. between uh, Canadians, I guess, and, and Koreans. My father-in-law came over a couple of days ago and trying to find some topics hmm. to, to chat with him about. And I told him, hmm. I was sitting right here. I found hmm. 150 bucks. He's like, hmm. and, and you took it? Like, what do you mean? You're just going to let it blow away in the wind? Of course yeah. I took it. He's like... I don't know, in Korea, it's, someone might have dropped it or this or that. Mm. Went, if you found 150 bucks, you wouldn't pick it up? He's like, mm. no. Like, what about a million dollars? He goes, mm. oh, no. Mm. Like, just totally against. Mm. He's well, like, that's my, someone else's money. Eh, I don't know. But but not even $150. <laughs> if there's a, a hundred one coin on the ground, mm. my kids will pick it up because it's yeah. jackpot, hundred one. Yeah. And my wife's like, Gina, that's not yours. You shouldn't take things that aren't yours. And in mm. one way, I agree, but... Man, when we found 10 cents, we picked that thing up, run to the store, two candies. Man, how can you not? Anyways, I always tell them, hey, that's your lucky coin. Lucky day. Some days you find it, some days you lose it. Listen, if you find a bag with 100 grand in it at Grand Park, what do you do? <laughs> Put it in my trunk and think about it in a couple of years. Yeah, you got to. Do, do you guys share uh, the same, same Actually, sentiment? we have a different concept. Like, uh, In fact, it's the same. I also pick it up. I think the last month when I was taking my office bus, I found the two 500 coins. Mm. So I took them. I don't uh, bought anything. <laughs> I took them. I kept it in my office because it is it, it is being, you know, in my country, it has been told that if you get something unexpected lottery or this kind of uh, monetary yeah. gains. So if you keep in the office, you will get a good job or a promotion or something. Mm. So or, I put it in my bed. 
I put in my in my desk. I oh, said okay. hey, if I own that coin, okay, I will get. Oh, he's trying to get good luck in his bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, I, I will. Pick, I will not leave it. Of course, I will pick it up. I, I, I think yeah, okay. because that, that that that's my good luck. What about a significant amount of money? I, I think, think I think a younger me, a past me, would mm-hmm. definitely take it. But in the last five to he ten just, years, he maybe. Just scratch his face. It's bullshit. Five to <laughs> five to ten years. <laughs> No, a hundred percent. No, you see it, and it's, it's not a just a feel good thing. But usually, good stuff does happen to the person who turns it in, and the person who does the right thing or the good thing, that usually comes back to you in spades cut after. It, it, What's the, so hiding it and being looking over your shoulder and always worried about it, and this wasn't feeling guilty, or, hey, I don't. In Korea, you have by law, you have to give it back. You have to give it by law. You have to give it to the police. If you go to the bank machine and someone left five hundred bucks in there. By law, you have to return it to the police. And if you don't, you can go to jail for it. I had this encounter as well at Costco. Mm. Going down the escalator, yeah. there's 50,000 won on the oh bottom. <laughs> You're extremely lucky. I, guy. I, I, <laughs> listen, Not less than 50,000. Don't stand up. That horse is going to fall out of your is, ass. Hey, the, there's three ladies in front of me. <laughs> and... My Just wait, me and Nickel are finding Obegons and you're 50 cents and you're finding $50. Listen, there's three ladies in front of me. My heart's racing like, oh, they're going to pick it up. They're going to pick it up. I, I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm like these ladies are going to get it. Original they, Niagara Falls. They were, so, they were so involved in their phones, they walked right over it. And I was there picking up and a he birthday. Was jackpot. Uh, absolutely. I was, listen, I had to buy a, I was buying a birthday present for a party mm. I didn't want to go to. Anyways, I picked mm. it up. I was like, I did the, I did the look around. If there's a grandma tapping her shorts, like, oh, where's my, mm. you know, did I lose it? Did I lose it? And I looked around, I'm like, the Costco lady, the mm. lady who worked there, ripped it out of my hands. She goes, uh, oh, thank you. I'm like, that's not yours. Mm. It's not yours. I'm like, I found it. Mm. It's not yours. What are you going to do with it? Mm. I'm going to bring it to the office and they're going to call mm. the police. I'm like, for 50,000 won? I'm not calling the police. But what if someone lost it? Mm. How? If you lose your wedding ring, you mm. can call and say, it's a, it's a this, mm. this color, this mm. shape, whatever. Oh, I lost the bill. What's it look mm. like? It's it's yellow. But hold it's on, a, isn't that lady isn't a that firm. a tribute to the mm. society that we live in? That you can get your handphone back, you can get your camera back, you can get because <laughs> because people are honest about it. One point one million people, one ignorant white asshole from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's a tribute to how how safe. I don't know if safe is the right word, but how honest it is that people don't generally steal all that stuff it helps that every person has a handphone or two so they don't need yours and that their moms and dads take care of them all so they don't need to steal your money the young ones are being you know grown up with this kind of thinking so listen to this yeah. bad influence but in, in canada in canada guys we jumping over the banister of the escalator from the yeah. other side to fight for that yeah. same in my country the same <laughs> That's why I think you go into the real world once you depart from Korea. Then the real world comes in front of you. I'm just trying to bring you a little can, real, you, real world. You cannot this. trust anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is... Oh, I man. think I think when when I... If it's there and it's meant for me to pick up, I think I, I that's fine. I can take it. But I don't go and use that for me. I don't say, hey, Yobo, we got 50 bucks. Let's go for dinner. Mm. I think that's to use to give for, for pocket money or donation or something to, to somebody else. I don't think it's for keeping <laughs> Sometimes you can donate if you are very generous. Okay, I today is my God. donation day. It's you not can... your money to start with. So. Yeah. I swear to God, this really happened. <laughs> I'm not just. Let saying me guess. Fifty dollars. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not just saying this. Uh, 
uh, I was married to maybe eight years ago. I went to a bank machine. I swear to God, there was 30 bucks sitting on top. And I felt so bad. I gave 10 to the homeless guy who I see every week and didn't never gave it to him. And I bought a kid, a kid pop or whoever's in front of me in the store, or maybe he's behind me. I paid for his thing too. He's like, oh, I said, bam. I just stole this money. Don't worry. I just stole someone's money. Don't worry about it, buddy. Anyways. I'm not all that bad. Back, back, <laughs> back to to India there. Okay. Down south, Konya, Konya Komakanari. Is that right? Yeah, Konya Komakanari, right? Something like that. Lots of, lots of K's and Y's yeah, there. Konya Komakanari. Right. And then up uh, Udi, Hampi, Goa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> then Rajasthan, Jopur, yeah. Jaisalmer, mm-hmm. Udaipur, up to Delhi, and then I went Manali, Leh, Shrinagar. Hey, got a map okay. for Christmas. Up north. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I wish I would be lucky like them. But <laughs> so that was my question. So diverse. Yeah. We were on the camels in yeah. the in the Kobe. Ah, Kobe it, Desert, right? It's a tar tar desert. Tar desert. Sorry. Yeah, tar desert. Yeah. Right, the tar desert. Um, Kobe's in China. No? Yeah. Hmm. We were on we were on the camel. We did four day camel trek in the tar. Mm. Um, we went to the camel festival in Pushkar. Pushkar. The camel uh, festival. Yeah, we up have. in Pushkar. Camel Pushkar. racing. Pushkar Lake. Camel racing. Pushkar Lake. Unreal camel racing. Yeah. The biggest, I'll put a link. I'll put a link when we post this one to the Pushkar camel racing in Pushkar. What? Biggest camel festival in the world. Yeah. Pushkart? Pushkar. Pushkar. P U S H K A R. Oh, Pushkar. Pushkar. But but the desert. Mm. The farmlands, the wetlands in the south, the jungle, and the tigers and, and the Bengal tigers yeah. up, and then up north with the Himalayas. Yes. Have you been to all these places? Like, your countries. Mm. So I, I told the him, they say when you're in India, you love it or you hate it. Yeah. There's no in between. No you either love it or you hate it. And I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I wanted to kill. I, I absolutely hated it there. It was mm. just, like you said, here there's some personal space yeah. and you can... In Korea, it's still, I think, for most Canadians, we think there's no personal... Koreans are always, you know, even yeah. on the bus, you're touching, everyone's close. And in Canada, it's like, hey, this is my area, stay back. Stay back. But, man, when I was in India, it was like... Can't even think I don't even it. own my own body. Like, <laughs> I think everybody else owns me. You can't walk anywhere. And Oh, man. Funny instance, I will tell you, in the Mumbai local train, so you cannot get out by your own. So you get into the train to the people. <laughs> Crowd surf on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get down to a specific platform. You are being thrown out from your place by the people. Yeah. So it's not at your own will. You have to carry your bag in front of your chest. If you keep it by your back, people will take out your That's, money or you will lose yeah. everything. Hashtag me three. Yeah. <laughs> and I was very scared because I'm not a Mumbai guy. So whenever I wanted to get down a specific station, I stand out four stations before. And then I was almost at the gate. I was, the, I was about to be thrown out. I said, no, no, my station is next. The people would shout, why are you standing here? <laughs> go back, go, go back. <laughs> go back. I said, what? He said, no, no, you, your station is two stations ahead. Then you go back. You should it's, not stand here. This. But that's the only way to... Yeah, I, I was so scared because I thought that I will lose my station. And I'm a mm. new guy in Mumbai. Mm. And, you know, I was a student that time. So I always was very scared. I'm, when glad I to know I will, I'm not the only guy who was scared there. Yeah. I'm I'm a big guy. I think yeah. I could take out most Indian guys. I mean, you're you're more Canadian than than Indian <laughs> in physique style, but most Indian guys are tall yeah. and slim. Yeah. And I think I'm a pretty husky guy. Um, I'm I don't feel too intimidated on the train, other than that I got like 60 guys trying to get their hands in my backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, they try out definitely. But, they try. but the love and the love and hate, I it was just so it was relentless. Yeah, it was relentless. absolutely relentless. So mm-hmm. it it was. I don't know if it's it's not a rule, but hmm. they told me that after the sun goes down, you'll never see women outside. Because if the women are outside after sundown, they're promiscuous and they're up to no good. And 
And I thought, this is so boring at night. Like, there's nothing. You can't just sit outside and casually have a dinner or drink with, with a group of friends. Like, mm. it's just men, 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 men. So I would always go home when the sun went down. And when I got home, it was like, <laughs> I think I'm in heaven. And then it would take an hour to scrub the grime off my body and then get ready for the next day. But you had to mentally prepare, mentally prepare. to go out and not cave to, to endure another day. So when I got to Manali and Leh and Srinagar, I was like I died and gone to heaven. It was a whole different world. A whole different world. And like you say, so from the dialects to the yeah. food and the spices and the and the skin colors and yes. so diverse. People behavior, everything, the language is sweet sometimes. If you go more towards the north, people are, you know, more strongly built and more how can I ferocious I can say. Yeah. You move go down south, the people are gentle and mild. New fantastic yeah. point yeah. of view. And, and and I said like in, in Rajasthan, yeah. the, the colors are just yeah. when you think of yeah. India with all the what do you call the Tico, the tikka dots, tila, the tila, tika, tila, yeah. tila we call it. All oh, those Vermilion. colors and the saris. But yeah. when I was in Calcutta, I was like, mm. "Wow, everything's brown." Where's the colorful India that I see on TV? Colorful India or in- <laughs> incredible India was the commercial. Calcutta and Bengal, especially. I've I've been to twice, twice or thrice. I felt the place is very slow. Even on the Monday, you yeah. feel like Sunday. But <laughs> if you if you are in Delhi and in North, oh people are rushing. Around. You get run over. Literally. Yeah, exactly. You get run over. Like you said, you're waiting at the red light. You yeah. can, you, 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 you cannot just stop because if you, if you follow the rules like Korea, there are you know fleets of cars coming around yeah. and they will beat you and they will start blowing horns. It's Come on, go ahead. It's what funny, are you waiting for? It's funny that we criticize Korea. If it's two a.m. at you know at night and you see a car slowly sneak through a red light. You're like, what an <laughs> asshole. Look at this guy going through the red light. Because in yeah. Canada, you get $300 fine for yeah. it. Yeah. But I like the Koreans when they go to Vietnam or somewhere and they say, oh, the drivers are so crazy. And I'm like, do you know for Canadians, that's what we feel like in Korea? Yeah. <laughs> Driving on the sidewalks. and. Yeah. Anyways, have you been to many of these places in India? Have you traveled no. your own country? No, I didn't. Not at all? Much, not. I have been to some places, but South India, i never been to. Oh, the Chennai. I, I I always made a plan to go to Kanyakumari and all those stuff, but I have only two to three weeks, so mostly I, you know, plan my vacations in Delhi around. I live in Delhi. My family is in Delhi. Mm. My, so, my family is in Delhi. So so that's what I had mentioned to Sarab that mm. when I was there, I was just if I stay, I was there about six months, and if I stayed one more day, I might have killed myself. <laughs> but as soon as I got into that across the Nepalese border, I felt like I'd been freed and released into heaven, <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> What the hell happened? Because I was in Varanasi and, and Agra, Taj Mahal, a billion people, the Burning Ghats in Varanasi, oh, everyone going to the to the Ganges in, in Agra. And I was like, oh my God. And I got to Nepal and it was like I died, honestly, like I died and gone to heaven. Everything just went ultra slow motion. Life went back like 50 years and that was just slow motion. And then I started to appreciate India more and more. And now that I've been gone almost 10 years, it's my favorite country by far. If I look at the pictures and think of the memories and the people, it's by far the best country I've ever been to. And the incredible India commercial really on CNN incredible. was correct. But while you're there, it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a way to appreciate the incredibleness of India. So I came back to Korea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not only for tourists, that's for you too. <laughs> but don't we, don't we really appreciate the the most difficult or, or trying times in our lives? When, when Obviously not when you're going through them. But, you know, when you're looking back, the, the most difficult ones. But six ones months is really there. a big time. In fact, I salute you. You've been to all such places for such a long time in my country. Yeah. Everything I read about it said you can't go for a week or two. 
And if you yeah, do the golden triangle, yeah. if you do Rajasthan, Agravarnasi, and Delhi, yeah, that's that. not India. That's you're on a India. tour bus. You're on, that's true. That's go true. sleep on the overnight coaches on the buses and, and, and hang out with the Chaiwalas and go go and do it properly. And then you're like, when I when I was in Calcutta, like, yeah. there's no tourists in Calcutta. There's nobody in Calcutta. It's just Indian life and like a couple of foreigners maybe, yeah. but it's not a tourist place. It's just a huge city it's and Mother Teresa. Yeah. Put your time on it. Like, it a lot of things you described have changed, actually. Sure, I bet. Are you there? Uh, you know, Victoria, Victoria, Victoria Palace is there, and uh, Hooghly River and the bridge, Diamond Bridge, I yeah. think. But, I mean, in, in general, it's not, I mean, compared to Delhi and Mumbai, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not the influ- the huge amount of tourists yes. and the, the big international Calcutta is very report. slow, actually. People believe in eating more than the walking. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, I should go back there. Yeah. That's, that's true. The people, that's, they, they, they talk and eat more than they actually do the work. It's true. So Maybe, maybe they have it right. Yeah, they have a right. Of it sounds maybe, like no, it. No, it sounds like no, it. No, maybe they have it right. I mean, in, in terms of uh, life philosophy yeah. or, or whatnot. Every, eat, eat more than you work. Every. Well, <laughs> no, no, but I mean the the interacting Every, in the, the Koreas, <laughs> to to some extent, you know, too much work and not enough not enough enjoyment. Going back to India, okay. I want to know what do you think or how would you feel about raising your daughter there. There's a lot of cases that that pop up in the news. I oh, in India. I yeah. I want to mm-hmm. say they're extreme, but I they're not extreme. From what I saw when I was there, they weren't extreme. It was more common than I would think extreme. The treatment of of women, and, and not. I know it's not all all the women, right? But but I think you understand what I'm talking about. Actually, it is about. Uh, I believe that it's uh, over exaggerated because. Uh, in the news, sometimes they they show as a breaking news and you sure. know, flashing news. It not it does not happen. But yes, of course, even a single girl child life is important, equally important. You cannot say that it happened to few girls. Or uh, on a pan India level, we need to increase the safety level and especially the what I feel the education among the youngsters need to be instilled in their mind that you know you cannot just bully the woman all the time. And uh, nowadays a campaign is being ongoing in my country that the men need to understand, especially the boys, the mother and the father and their family, they need to instruct the, the boys, you have to behave. You cannot, uh, sure. you know, you, you cannot, uh, you know, just go around using your traditional mindset. Why? Because traditional mindset had some respect. The way I grown up, I always had the respect towards women and, uh, you know, I treat them. I don't choose some in, indecent behavior. Of course, boys do. It is not. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent ideal case, mm. but nowadays because of this, um, you know, internet and uh, all the wild stuff that is being around, people are getting diverted and they are taking very easy. I was going to say, did you notice a change between huge growing change. up and huge when change, huge you say change, you yeah. had respect yes. for women? And, yes, and I still have, and, and you know what I feel the youngsters, like seventh, eighth class students, what they they have grown so early. What I used to learn yeah. at 11th class or 12th class, they know by 6th and 7th. Mm. Right. So I was very shocked and surprised that they they make some crude jokes and, uh, you know. Uh, and this makes they, this makes this group of men who are mm. 20, 25, yeah. makes them that. And they are, honestly speaking now, they are launching for sex and I don't like it. Sure. Honestly, because... Uh, they because in my time you know the films the music the society they told us to work hard for to make your country proud mm. you, by by 2005 and when i graduated so that time we had lot of projects people were working 
very hard mm. because that time IT sector boomed up when India was mm. open to the global environment. A lot of companies were coming up. Nowadays, the things are getting stagnant. Mm. People are having mobile phones. They are just sitting around and they want everything in their hand. They're nothing, you know, not too many liabilities. Parents are giving them money. So, no, they are just enjoying their life. Mm. What I faced at my time, we had to struggle because we have to achieve something. Mm. So that, you know, I mean, that thought needs to be instilled back in their mind that nothing comes from free. So, regarding your question that uh, raising my child in India... Would you be comfortable raising a daughter actually, in India? Actually, now I'm not comfortable. Actually, I, I can I can raise it, but in the metros, like in the because mostly I would be staying in the metros, like Delhi, Mumbai, or Baroda, or some, you know, big cities. I'm not going to a, a small town, of course. So, but overall, what we feel our comfort level is in Korea or Japan or any other country, not my native country. Because I think this is a personal choice. You should, um, it's not about safety. Of course, we will be worried about safety in my country because uh, nowadays the situation is not so good, mm. especially for the young ones, mm. I irrespective of boys or girls, irrespective. You have to be extra careful. I remember like in my time, my mother used to trust, uh, you know, people like the rickshaw puller or the tempo guy who used to take us to the school. Mm. My, my mother just blindly trusts them. Mm. Okay, okay, we call it local language, we call bhaiya. Bhaiya is like a, uh, you can, a person you know for, mm. for a while. Yeah. So she he used to take us to school and our tuition classes everywhere. But nowadays it is not possible because you cannot trust. Mm. Because of this uh, internet bullshit and all the thing. I think it's uh, this child abuse is happening all around the world. Yeah. If I mean, you look at the priests in the Catholic yeah. Church. I mean, yes, exactly. Yeah, now they, now they ev just find everywhere. out it's been going on for hundreds of years. Ev yeah, every I mean, every other person you are looking with some kind of uh, you know uh, skepticism. Yes, yeah, skepticism, and also you cannot trust them blindly. So in this respect, I feel that uh, it's it, it's uh, overall I can say that it's a personal choice. But uh, if I firstly you see, it's about your job preference. So I would like to work, con continue working in Korea or some other country. So wherever I'll stay, my daughter will stay with me. Yeah. But if I go to India, of course, uh, she, she will try to cope up, but she don't want to go. I ask her many times, do you want to go to India? She said, no, she, will, uh, she likes Korea and she wants to stay here itself. So <laughs> yeah, so do you worry that the, the very comfortable and easy lifestyle with, in, Korea? With, yeah, in, in Korea will um, not light that fire? Yeah, because she she's totally aloof with all these kind of stuff. <laughs> she don't know anything. Yeah, she's too innocent. When I was young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It never, it yeah. Never, every generation says that. I think she will understand after a few years, and I don't want her to understand so early as well. Because in India, we have to stop her for everything. Do not go there. Do not go there. And you know, we have to restrict her movement. In yeah. Korea, she's totally free. Whenever she's outside the home, <laughs> she's at her own, yeah. and she knows where to stop on the red light and when to follow, and she wait for us. Even if she runs on her scooter yeah. very fast, then I have to run behind her. So, yeah. so overall, but she is happy here, and I feel this is the greatest uh, strength of Korea. Yeah. The safety is the paramount of importance here, yeah. and um, you know, people are uh, people follow the rules. I think uh, this is one of the biggest strength of Korea, especially in in times of Corona. Put on yeah, especially mask. in times of Korea. Okay. Yeah, especially yeah. masks. Yeah. Well, you, what What is it like? I'm curious. When was the last time you were home? I went to August last year. So what is it like when you bring your daughter back there? Is she flabbergasted at, oh my she, God, Daddy, where, where is this place? Oh, you went mid, like... Yeah, like she she was uh, actually... Five she, months ago? 
No, no, last year. Oh, last, okay, last, yeah, last, yeah, last year. Last year. No, no. Uh, we're still in 2020. Because it's yeah. pretty young, but it, it would be also an assault on the senses for her, who's not used yes, to seeing yes. that all the time. Because she could not find her free space. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the biggest problem was the weather, because she was from June to August. And that is the most <laughs> difficult phase, the most humid. Every time, you know, uh, it's sweating all around, uh, sweating heat. And, <laughs> and she has a very peculiar problem that uh, she had some pimples due to this, uh, you know, weather. And once uh, that pimple spread spread very fast on our whole body. That's Rush, funny. Yeah. When I was doing uh, the renovations here, my forehead, I was getting yeah. all red. Yeah, all I mean, these kind of stuff. And, 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 she, and she could not eat yeah. the Indian food because she was used to eating bibin pap and Swaji uh, <laughs> Gogi because she used to go to Oranijib and she has Korean food uh, yeah, yeah. taste. So she yeah. don't like the Indian food. So we were... We were totally, you it's know, curry shocked. Smells. What? <laughs> and so the, even the even the milk also. We had a buffalo milk in our country. So we have to find a cow milk first because in Korea we have cow milk. Yeah, in yeah, India, ninety yeah. percent Indian people they eat buffalo milk. Yeah. Buffalo milk. Yeah, it's it's more thicker. It you can make good Indian sweets. Very yeah, tasty. Yeah. Cool. A lot, lot of cream. The cow is sacred. No, it's not about the sacred. Milk it's, is the same, but, uh, but you don't eat beef. No, but buffalo milk is more nutritious, yeah. more fat. Huh. Mm, okay. More fat. So cow, yeah. So. We have to find the cow milk first. So my wife, she arranged some cow milk and then she start uh, eating food. You don't eat beef? No, I don't eat beef. Your daughter, no problem? She, what they gave in the school, I don't well, know. Okay, yeah. That was yeah but uh, but do you think it's a problem for her to eat beef at school? No. Yeah. For me, like it's up to your personal choice. Food is your personal choice. Mm. I, was, I, yeah. I was shocked when I saw yeah. McDonald's. Mm. Is it Hyderabad? Mm. I saw McDonald's in Hyderabad and I went... Mm. But they don't serve beef in no, India. So how? And that was right around. I don't know if they just opened it or whatever. But there was huge protests against McDonald's. And I went. And it was like chicken, fish, chicken, and pork, mutton, mutton, fish, chicken. And I was like, no mutton, pork, mutton, lamb, yeah, yeah, mutton. Yeah, yeah. Is not pork? pork. No. I mean, it was mutton. Then. No pork. Muslim, Muslim people. Yeah. Hyderabad is ninety percent Muslim people. And I was like, <laughs> wow, India's got a McDonald's, but they don't serve a hamburger. We had a big controversy <laughs> because the French fries in which they were fried, the oil contained some, I think, uh, beef or something. So it was a huge outcry all over. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. India has a like considerable vegetarian population, yeah. like 50, 60 percent people, they don't eat, take meat. And so, but uh, the, such things keep on coming up and going. But talk, talk about, you know, meeting the, the target market mm. and, and innovating and, mm. and being flexible. Mm. I mean, if McDonald's exists in a market that doesn't sell anything related to beef, it's pretty impressive. And now it's time for our first segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, Indian food. Uh, Indian food. Mandi sells the lifestyle, though. Like, Indians right. don't care about mm. what you get mm. in Mandi. You just want to go to Mandi to feel... McDonald's has to innovate to the Indian market. Yeah. So, the, the, the main, we call the, 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 the patty, is called tiki in Indian language. So, that innovation is as suiting as per Indian taste. So... McDonald's has to innovate. This is this burger. is like the bulgogi burger in Korea. Yeah, yeah right. It's right, like exactly. eating a bottle of syrup. Yeah. Shanghai and chicken burger. <laughs> Shanghai but, chicken burger. <laughs> but I like the mom touch. Mom touch is the best. The oh, fillet, the fillet when mom touch. Oh, mom touch. Mom touch uh, is the t- taste is the best. Better than loteria, I feel. Oh, yeah. loteria yeah. is terrible. Yeah. I hate loteria. Yeah, I, 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 I even don't like loteria. The mom touch is the best. You you mentioned your daughter and yeah. the kindergarten. Tell me what you think or what are your your views towards education both in Korea and in India, and she joined the Ornichib, which is very common in Korea, mm-hmm. to send your kids mm-hmm. as early as early as possible so yes, mom yes. can rest. Yes. Um, and then, you know, as they get into kindergarten, they start studying, and they start studying pretty early here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about 
so far, the Oranichi, the daycare and the kindergartens in Korea and compared them to home? Actually, in Korea, they don't start the education so early, I feel. Because uh, in Oranichi, mostly they play the art games and some basic things. Mm. My daughter is started going when she was only 17 months. Mm. So, as you said, that mother yeah. wants to take rest. So, she is there in Orinji. So, basically, in my country, like uh, at her age, the children are doing physics. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> not physics, but on the num- <laughs> but on the numbering part and uh, especially mathematics and other activities. We start focusing at a very early stage in my country. In Korea, they are little at ease. I don't know how in future am I, how am they I are crazy i don't think i did that until like yeah. six or seven dude we read books yeah. in grade one my my now one. my wife is now teaching two plus two is four two plus three is five now mm. she's counting on her fingers yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, she my wife wants her to teach you know the reading of a sentence because mm. uh, her age is to uh, her age children they know so, but my my daughter is uh, happy all uh, learning all those things. Uh, we teach her stories and spellings and everything. Mm. Normally in Korea, they they don't use the pen or pencil by the age of five, I think. Mm. But my my daughter, she knows how to write her name and my name, and so basically, as an Indian, we focus more on early education. Mm. Uh, I think Koreans are also not very far behind. Maybe sooner or later they will also follow the Asian mentality mm. because uh, we are groomed to you know grow. And more focus on study than sports. Mm. That's our, uh, yeah. you know, mentality. I think it's most of Asia. Nah, right? Almost. almost academia almost. is a huge a- focus. Academia, yeah. Because uh, if you want to get a good job, you have to be a doctor, engineer. Or and you're architect. competing with so many people. Yeah, you're always competing. competing with so many people. That's also a biggest disadvantage. If you if you leave your place, there are 100 people behind. Or they, they might be better of your caliber and your education. So if you don't leave your place. Mm. I think same in Korea now nowadays. Because of the corona and, of course, the economy is not very good nowadays. Yeah. So, how, how do you find adapting to the parental role of having kids in daycare or kindergarten? So, for example, for me, like at my daughter's kindergartens, it's probably 99% moms that pick the kids up. And I'm one of the only dads. And I'm a mm-hmm. foreign dad. So I mm-hmm. get there and I was like, Gina, Lena, your dad's here. Mm-hmm. And everybody, the whole school knows I'm there because everyone yeah. announces it to the whole yeah. school. But also, like teacher will come mm-hmm. and she'll give me the bag and I say no give it to her Hmm. I'm not carrying her bag give it to give it to my daughter and my daughter puts her shoes on and if she struggles Hmm. the teacher goes to help her and I say it's okay she can she can do it I'm not in a hurry just let her put them on if you help her every day she's never going to learn to do it Hmm. but when another Korean mom comes in and this happens every every Hmm. other day Hmm. three kids get picked up at the same time and their moms put their shoes on Hmm. their moms carry their bags and they're like let's go let's go here I'll put your shoes on I was like these kids leave kindergarten they don't even put their shoes on yet or carry their own bags. Mm. Do you notice any of that? And what is it like for you communicating? I mean, my wife does a lot of the communication through the app, but I'm like, uh, she said the other day, she said, hey, thanks a lot for the Christmas present, whatever she sends to my mm. wife. And I'm like, teacher, do you know that dad does all that stuff? Do you know <laughs> I wrap all the birthday presents? I pack mm. all the, the picnic mm-hmm. lunches. Do you know that that's me that does all that? My mm. wife answers the messages or whatever, but... Mm. I prepare all that stuff at home, but every message says, hi, mom, thank you for this. Hey, moms, we're doing this. And there's there's no recognition of the father in this role. In my case, most of the communication I normally do because I, because I know speaking Korean and uh, language, I know Korean much better than my wife. Mm. So I translate and I speak to the uh, the teacher. Regarding the shoes part, actually, in my my case, my daughter, she just rushes in when she whenever she sees me mm-hmm. and I have come to pick her up. 
the bag uh, i found her always she, she she carries her own bag and she is in such a rush that she immediately puts her shoes on and she just come okay <laughs> i have to escape from this cell now yeah, <laughs> take, yeah, me, yeah. Take, take me back home <laughs> i want to have some fresh air yeah. and whenever i said to that okay no wait naira you need to stay for a while she start crying oh no please take me dad <laughs> <laughs> she don't even say the onion hasamnika when you uh, the, the greeting onion yeah, gasse yeah. so i i i say not say that the teacher is standing there and she is doing naira she don't even look at her no no just go yeah, run away yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well my daughter is turning to go oh, bye bye ah, yeah yeah same no, no. like this. gina you're korean turn around and bow and, <laughs> and say bow, it properly yeah. Yeah. and she goes okay bye bye go to the playground go to the playground <laughs> No, you got to yeah. have that. Res- so they, she does have some hardships then. Yeah, yeah. The, the kindergarten is not so yeah. easy. She's what five though, right? She's not. Yeah, four and um, almost four months. Ten, uh, four year, ten months. But she's like one of the most confident kids I've seen. Mm. Like Thank I was you. like conducting an event, and uh. she comes up and she's like, "Oh, I want to dance too." Yeah. <laughs> because I I gave her a mic and I I said that okay, no, you can do by your own. So yeah, we yeah. normally we always uh, make her do her things by her yeah. own. Yeah. I, like that's why I. I know, like I have speak, spoken to her more than I have spoken to you. I think because she mm. just comes and. I think I should give credit to my <laughs> wife because uh, it's all thanks to my wife. She she creates and does develop she, all this. Yeah. Does she dance like her mom or her dad? No, we are not good dancers. But <laughs> <laughs> she watches the YouTube and actually the Disney characters. We we t- we tell her the stories of Cinderella, Snow White, and all the nine princes. Yeah. So now she is uh, nowadays she is Moana or what is the name? Moana. Ah, Moana. Now now she nowadays she is Moana. Do you do you put the last last month she was Sophia? Ah, okay. <laughs> does does the lawyer? The lawyer saver always in the end of the story, <laughs> and then oh no, sorry, the, the doctor. Yeah. Doctor. And no. then after she became princess, she quit princess and became a doctor. <laughs> But uh, then, yeah, I'm also, very yeah, I'm very happy now. She has uh, started creating her own stories now, yeah, and yeah. of course she brings doctor in. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you said is she going now to an English kindergarten? Yeah. No, no, she has started English school. Where the Hyundai Foreigner School. Ah, but she's in kindergarten, junior kindergarten. She was in the she was in the Orinjeep until August, and then we took off her off, and then we put into the English school now. Mm. Actually, the the main reason is because uh, I don't know about uh, my job, Mm. honestly speaking, because uh, uh, we because now it's the time now that uh, she should uh, gel into the environment of the school. Mm. Because uh, you know, next year I I, in fact I want to stay here. I will try my best, Mm. but uh, you don't know. So, because my job is normally one year contract, one yeah, year yeah. contract or one and a half year, so it's up to the pro- almost I, like for ten years I'm here, but uh, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Even if I have to relocate back to India or Gulf or anywhere, so it's better to be back into the English environment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so and, did you notice a difference in her? Big, big difference. Huge going difference. to the English school. Big difference. Huge difference because the difference is now she can relate more, and we can what we want to teach. We are more comfortable in English and my native language. Sure. Although I have to struggle, I have to read her Korean books mm. and I tell her study. But my <laughs> fluency was like ah, Lee, L, E, something like. Mm. I I can read. I I I can try to you know explain, but I have no time. Mm. And my wife, she cannot read Korean. Yeah. yeah. So how she can t- teach the books? Yeah. But if you but in my opinion, like if you think long term in Korea, like like let's say if you want to plan for ten years. Then she should go to the. Then Korean then she school. should go to the Korean because after in these because the education system of Korea is also equally good. Mm. I mean it, it's quite competitive and they te- they 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 teach they, they teach you 
the i mean what we call it like never give up mm. never give up because this uh, this statement one of my indian friend he told me i because his children goes to korean school so i asked him the question why are you sent to korean school and uh, how you plan mm. so he said that the he himself is a level 4 korean mm. he has started learning korean yeah. and he said that uh, in the long term i think it's good to stay to send her in korean school because mm. the community the friends and the circle would be good for her yeah. and uh, especially for the after the high school in college she will get some kind of scholarship yeah. as as a foreign student yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the cost is very low mm. so and in korea the the universities are very good renowned universities so she will definitely have a benefit and advantage in medical or in yeah. engineering science so in the in in his way is good because he plans to stay in korea for 10 years he has a job or yeah. his future outlook is clear but from my side my job may not allow me to stay more or maybe allow i don't know so we but, but i don't want to risk the uncertain future so i put her in english it's, it's it's the best does yeah. she what's her korean capability now like is she does she speak korean because good. all pretty the good. yeah pretty Decent. good yeah. She, she can speak she can correlate and uh, she can talk to she bet better to them better than me in korean yeah, yeah, yeah. good for her yeah they're they're just sponges right they just they just take it in so fast if Last i year. if i get a contract extension over two or three years i may also ask a korean uh, teacher mm. to come and teach her korean good. for half an hour or awesome. one hour because where because wherever you live you should learn local language absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you learn that yeah i learn <laughs> you have to adapt yeah Dar- darwin theory says Last week we interviewed uh, a young kid with who has an American father, and he said mm. he's very happy that it, or he was homeschooled his first year or his first semester, semester, and then put into Korean school. And he goes, mm. "Oh, thank God, I was in Korean school. Mm. I can make mm. more friends, yeah. live a regular life." Yeah. I was going to ask you. I saw one of your posts there mm. a couple of weeks ago about Indian food, and and you were saying that there's no real Indian food yeah. in Korea. Mm. I I just I find it hard to believe that of all the Indian restaurants we know, and and that are there's three or four in the city. Mm. Nobody makes real Indian food? No. I mean, I know Chinese food in Canada. I went to China and I was like, "Where's the chicken balls, man? Where's the sweet and sour chicken balls?" Doesn't exist. Um, Italian food in Korea is pretty pretty bad as on on average. But is Indian food that far off? Yes, because the spice is missing. Indian food is all about spice and aroma oh. and the flavor. Mm. So the the spice, flavor, aroma, you won't get it. But and why I, do so many Indian guys, Pakistanis, Nepalese go there to eat? No, I didn't found much people in Ulsan. I never saw in oh, Daegu. No. In Daegu, I found it at Shalimar. That's that's all. Like... Yeah, Shal- Shalimar have a, a typical taste. Shalimar has because, uh, uh, yeah, Shalimar is one of the exception. But most of the Indian restaurant, I I believe in this is my personal mm. personal experience that the food is a uh, you know a little low on spice. Is it? <clears throat> is that because you're from a certain region? No, Or it the, is because a... to suit the Korean taste. The Korean okay. people, they prefer the naan or the bread. it's it's very good for them and the tandoori chicken tandoori chicken they put some color and it make them attractive and tasty but the curry they i feel that indian restaurant people they have a thinking that to make the food sweeter will suit the korean taste but korean people themselves they eat too much spice you see their khamjatang it's very spicy mm. then we have a uh, you know many dishes which are in fact very spicy it's in a salt on the tongue yeah yeah of course of course like uh, if you give that that food to a french guy he will either vomit or he will run away he can <laughs> he, he, he cannot he, can, he cannot digest yeah, so yeah. then why they feel that korean people cannot take the you know the the spice you know when we make our food at our home and we and when we invite korean guys or mm. korean people we make spaghetti we make pasta and uh, uh, our indian food she loves it mm. she said this is real food mm. 
because we put real spice we never put sugar yeah. in our food indian food is no sugar mm. the curry is always uh, you know rich of uh, masala mm. so this is my thinking you should uh, that's why my daughters love the butter chicken yeah butter chicken is sweet because <laughs> it, 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 it is made of cashew nuts and yeah. um, you know a lot of sweet inside the cream creamy flavor yeah. <laughs> if ever i plan or if we get to open a restaurant then maybe i will tell ulsan guys come over oh, yes, it's enough. also like the process is meticulous it's not a fast food so people can cook way better at home than in the restaurant no it's it's not about it's also about it you can cook the masala ready you can make it ready but you should not put sugar you should not put sugar you think they it. just add sugar or they made it sweeter yeah. like they make cheap, them cheap uh, recipes they make it like sweet we feel there are cheat recipes like yeah. you just sometimes yeah. I, i will not disclose I, i will not disclose the restaurant name but you know what happened we went for a paneer dish paneer is cottage cheese mm. what they did they put hanes tomato sauce can you imagine when uh, it was my mother in law birthday and we mm. went to indian because she was a vegetarian yeah, yeah. so we went into a restaurant and we asked for a cottage cheese and something what yeah. when we dipped into the curry it was tomato sauce oh. bullshit i said what what you made it and they yeah, put yeah. this two piece of cottage cheese 15000 won two pieces of cottage cheese with the tomato sauce curry and what what, the, what should they say what's the answer you can't taste this no this is they, they that there yeah. was that time there was a korean girl they, i i don't know who made it oh. so we were totally pissed off what the bullshit you made it Absolutely. because because when i go to when i brought my in-laws to canada mm. and we're in the korean restaurant yeah. in banff mm. in the rocky mountains mm. and we went we we had been four days out of korea with no mm. kimchi i thought my mom and dad's <laughs> heads were going to explode <laughs> i thought we better yeah. Well, we got to ease them in and mm. ease them out. By the end mm. of the trip, they'll be fine. But I better mm. get kimchi every mm. third or fourth day for the first mm. week or two. Mm. So we went to the Korean place, mm. ordered whatever a big a big mm. soup and mm. what it wasn't barbecue. It was we ordered proper like dengjang jjigae or something, mm. um, and a bunch of side dishes. Mm. And mom was putting kimchi in a bag in her purse, and mm. she was feeding yeah. the kimchi in her bag, and she's like, "More kimchi, please." And they're like, okay, but yeah. it's. I just want to let you know, it's five dollars for a refund. She's like, okay. that's bullshit. Five dollar. Yeah. I'm Korean and you're Korean. Korean. Yeah. Kimchi's not five dollars. Yeah. It's free. Free. Yeah. And she was like, well, this is Canada, and the kimchi's not free in Canada. Where's the manager? Where's the boss? So the Sajang name comes out, and my mother-in-law. Korean yeah, Korean where are you from? I'm older than you. Yeah. You don't charge me for kimchi. Okay. He goes. Okay, okay, okay. The kimchi's coming, <laughs> and my mother-in-law wasn't eating it. She's putting it in her purse for for tomorrow and the next day. And my father-in-law is bringing in soju in water bottles because it's sixteen dollars a a bottle, and he's pouring it under the table in his water glass. And I'm like, oh my god, you guys. So this is they want to play Korean rules in Canada, but it's <laughs> it doesn't always work like that. I mean in Canada you pay for kimchi and yeah. I find when I go to those restaurants I'm the same I say hey mm. I'll speak Korean to the owners and listen I'm I lived in Korea for 15 16 years mm. are you really charging us for kimchi and if you get where are you from oh I'm from yeah. Ulsan I went to the festival okay I'll give you some kimchi <laughs> but yeah I I I think it's funny when it's not what you expect yeah. or, or what you think it should be um and I say eaten dengjang jjigae in mm. the Philippines or in Thailand or in Mexico mm-hmm. it's just not the same there's just something that is not the same yes so wherever whichever country you are you should try the local cuisine and uh, overall most almost all korean cuisine i have tried and 
for me it's okay except the beef one the stews otherwise i like uh, omuktang is one of my favorite maybe you have tried yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah omuktang is very good especially in this do you, weather yeah. do you have to ask every time you go to a restaurant do you have any beef products in your soup do you have any beef no i can your... read korean so i know which which right. okay. and normally korean restaurants are food specific like if you go in a pork restaurant right. like only pork yeah. sometimes they give galbi but most of the time like uh, uh, they are more clear on the dishes kalguk awesome. kalguksu and all those mm-hmm. good listen mm-hmm. i want to uh, yeah, to bring up uh, something which probably you guys didn't consider mm-hmm. which is about family traditions okay did you uh-huh. were your was your family traditional or did you have a lot of religious family when you no we our for regarding food in my if i talk about community or my in india you know we have the customs and mm-hmm. all those things so my family is open for 7 days non veg they have no restriction oh open for what 7 days 7 days non veg non veg means in in country in my non veg non veg is like a yeah. meat that that's so yeah. i just think oh i've only heard that word once in my like one place in my life and that was in india non veg veg and non veg veg and non veg <laughs> so food uh, we never had any restriction you can have anything whatever you want yeah any day so it's up to me like i restricted myself sometimes like okay on this specific day i will not take i will abstain from taking food or i will pray to the god mm. or uh, you know i will offer something so this is all my personal decision mm. so what about in terms of raising your daughter do you no, try I, to instill indian beliefs or mm-hmm. do you teach her about all the is it krishna and, and the other indian mm. gods or how do you how do you manage that for us i think does she know about indian festival yes yes she knows indian festival and she like diwali festival we had last month she prayed and uh, we played the lights and uh, we told her and now she also sings the prayer mm. of our gods even but, but we are not so much conservative like for Chris, for christmas we were singing felis lavida just mm. two days before <laughs> and uh, in fact she liked to singing that song that's so, so funny that my daughter <laughs> sing a spanish christmas yeah. song yeah, so. as korean kids and non i mean we don't really we don't go to church or anything so i can't say that we're christian but on, on, it's yeah. so it's so funny to do you Like when people ask me I just say listen I'm I'm raising kids of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm raising global kids. Yeah. It the world is too united now yeah. to to raise such stiff or or rigid yeah. you, you know conditions for my children regarding religion, sexual orientation, any of these things. Mm. It's just it's too open man. I I can't do it. I'm raising a global child that I want to equip to go into the world and you could end up in any continent of the world exactly. speaking multiple languages. Yes. You better be ready for it. That that's all I can do. Yeah. You should make them strong enough to face the world basically. Mm. In any any part of the world in any circumstances you should sustain or you know you maintain your calm and uh, your you know so your strength. So, so I, I raising have, your kids in India is a good idea. Raising even, <laughs> even in India around us but they mm. are not conservative at all. They don't force you to do anything. Like in my time there's like, too many people to force them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just too I find that in China in fact, nobody has time. No, I mean just in a difficult in a difficult position, uh, position the problem in my country is facing that you know before in my generation we had a uh, group families but nowadays everyone is looking living in a nuclear family mm. father is stuck in a traffic he is coming 8:30 9 o'clock home yep. mother is also doing a job child is in daycare or coming back from school we have a you know teacher or going to tuition nobody to look after mm. in Did fact this is a, in fact a very bad scenario nowadays mm. nobody to look after what they are doing nobody knows you said your wife was educated in Scotland yeah. and she wants to she did her MBA from Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Is she embracing the the motherly role is she 
Yes. She's, a, yeah. she's enjoying she's the, the... She's the leading uh, parent. Yeah. But does she and enjoy taking time to slow down and relax and enjoy motherhood or... She, does, does she kind of wish she was working or does she really enjoy... She her? now wish for working. Yeah, ah, because the child is going from right. eight, eight, eight to four thirty. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah so. so so what she will do here? So that's why. Okay, couple of quick ones before okay. we wrap mm-hmm. up. Yeah, sure. Uh, any advice for other expat fathers out there in the community? Uh, raising, mm-hmm. you know, we're raising these these international children now. I mean, the Korean children are still pretty Korean in my eyes, but I believe yeah. I, I would say that you should meet more often and you should be more open to all kind of nationalities because. Eventually, you are an expat. Mm. So, if you expect that uh, you know every week you will meet some Korean or you can have a get together, I feel it is quite difficult because mm. on the weekends the Koreans people they prefer to spend their time with their own family mm. because uh, they want to go with their own mother, father, or mm. children, and or the wife time they they don't want to share. And mm. I, I think it, it, it's fine. So, but what you gonna do on weekend? Mm. Of course, not all weekend you will spend alone. So if you want, uh, if you want, uh, you know, it, it, like in Ulsan, if we have expat parents and they can have a session like a storytelling or sharing their, you know, their own culture or introducing their children to other same age groups, they can have a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. Or you can meet at lunchtime. Uh, like, for example, there is a restaurant in nearby in Dongu. So we are planning for, uh, you know, a get together like a Indonesian couple or Malaysian or Fijian or... Mm. Indian or other people. We are we, we always try to find people so at least we can talk around. Yeah. Because uh, overall, you know, on the weekend you get bored. What mm-hmm. what what you what you gonna do? Yeah. So not all the time like twenty four seven wife, husband, and daughter. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So, of course. Yeah. So. What what do you think would be the most or what what changes would you like to see in Ulsan or in Korea to make life more comfortable and more uh, exciting for you? I think uh, once this Corona is over, we should. Uh, uh, motivate or in fact we should promote uh, you know expat gatherings and it's open for all not only expat Koreans if they also want to come they can join and they can lead and uh, we can uh, have an open session or we can have a, like a lunchtime or mm. any uh, open park even like a Devagam park we can have and somebody can arrange uh, so I think that kind of event we can do it like in Devagam uh, mm. Just a regular gathering with yeah, like like once a like once a month is okay, or we can have some uh, our event. Own, our own UN meeting. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 once, we can just, or we can you know give them an agenda in advance. Like somebody wants to sing, or somebody wants to tell some story, or we can mm. share their concerns or opinions or something like that. It's good 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 gathering, especially for the women because like men they go to the work, they are more busy. Yeah. Right. But what about the women? What yeah. are they gonna do? For expat women, it's the biggest problem because they stay most of the time at home. Yeah. They are not very much uh, conversant in Korean or they face difficulty. Mm-hmm. Every time they have to go by taxi or somewhere, they don't know. So then what are they going to do? Yeah. So if they have more, you know, connections options. or options. Yeah. We have like, we have a social integration program or some kind of uh, centers where they go for learning Korean. But not all women are uh, interested. Sure. Yeah. They want to do so. Yeah. If the future is uncertain. Right? Cool. This is one of last, the... Last one. What's your prediction for, for India the next five, ten years? What's going to happen in India? It's a mover and shaker. It's You say it's stagnant, maybe a little bit, but it's... India will become a third man, biggest it, economy. It's I coming think. up quickly, man. What do you think is going to happen? India, I believe that especially on the infrastructure side, you will, feel, you will see a massive change. Mm. 
under the current uh, government they are building new bridges infrastructures and connectivity especially the land and uh, land rail and sea network they are doing now at a very fast scale yeah and considering the you know the ongoing threat from the china because china is now you know trying to pl you know spoil sport for us mm. as a india we never invade any country as for our history people came to our country we never went anywhere mm. so we have to defend so this is one of the key problem otherwise overall if you come in my country you will see lot of changes now we are making a mumbai to delhi uh, corridor for the car like expressways mm. where you can travel mumbai to delhi almost 1200 kilometers in 10 hours impossible mm. till now yeah. we are having a bullet train you will find in 2023 from delhi to himalayas to the top to the manali and amritsar places we are building a four lane corridor wow. but 2022 you will find within 5 hours you can travel a distance of like 600 kilometers i remember a one lane corridor yeah, yeah that's what where I'm you saying. almost roll down the yeah, side of the yeah. mountain when you have to pass yeah, another yeah, tour yeah. bus correct and you're correct. like holy yeah. shit Mom, Dad, I'm sorry. I want to see the Himalayas. Talk. You will, you will get lost in New India nowadays. Those have, bus uh, drivers are amazing. Express Peribiral, you will see huge development on the food side, and of course, you will find India very expensive now. <laughs> We also feel now. Yeah. So overall, you will see a huge change, but it will take time, of course. Maybe next five years. So you will, if anyone get a chance, you will, you will see a huge change, awesome. and um, this is uh, all. And even like India and Korea, we have close ties on the business part. especially on the lng and the ship building my prime minister mr modi is trying to you know secure some business connections with korea and korean hyundai already number 2 car in india mm. we have wow. a factory hyundai hyundai is the number 2 car seller in india nice yeah this is so overall i think uh, ocean asian countries are growing and we can have a huge business relationship in it. future thank you I the future it. of the world asia no oh, even um, i mean all the world is united as you said that uh, you know nowadays uh, everything is open mm. but the chi- china india vietnam korea japan influence is just too big now i mean america's had it had it canada is now thinking of renewables one more than 1.2 billions of dollars or maybe more than that they are planning to spend on renewables which is the future of the world so now canada is thinking beyond oil before that it was imperial oil canada all about yeah. and you know quebec and uh, fort mcmurray I know all these things. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know all these oil fields, uh-huh. and uh, but nowadays they are the focus is shifting to some other industry. Yeah. So overall, like, but that's where I feel Asia's got an advantage because yeah. they don't have all the groundwork, all the infrastructure for the yeah. for the past generation mm. of oil and gas. Where yeah. China's got more solar than the rest of the world combined, just because they invest so much in it. Yes. And if you see some of their solar farms, they're absolutely mm. mind-boggling how big they are. Yeah. Um, but their wind farms, their solar, it's yeah. it's huge, and they don't have to go about. tearing down all the old infrastructure to yes. build new where America's got to mm. milk the oil and gas as long as they can because they have so much invested in it and it costs them mm. so much to start the new green energy where like you know you go to Africa and they're starting with green energy because they don't have all the infrastructure invested in the old style so that's where i think asia has a huge benefit especially with countries like vietnam and indonesia and like 2030 uh, china will become the world leading economy i i just read an article by 2030 china will be the number one mm. because of the car. and it will easily you know pass ahead the uh, america i think so four times the people sure india too yeah, yeah. So okay jack ma jack ma <laughs> jack ma is in trouble nowadays <laughs> <laughs> jack ma is in trouble nowadays 
Yeah, China, China government has started investigation in Jack Ma Hall. I just read that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge blow to his business. Biggest, biggest problem to him now. If you want to stick your head over in China, he'll, he'll <laughs> smack you down. Little, little Jack Whack-a-mole ya. Anyways. <laughs> Nikhil, thank okay. you very much for coming in, dude. Your, thank you very uh, much. Your conversation has informed us all. Mm-hmm. Uh, look forward to catching up again. Thank you. Everyone, thanks for listening.